Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the SEC Insider Hit. And it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. SEC Insider Hit, powered by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. You heard the man. It's good to be blue. BCBS MS. Check them out. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. And we go to the Corona Premier Guest Line. We're going to welcome in WWL Radio TV Insider, straight out of New Orleans, Mike Detillier on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Mike's been covering LSU and the Saints. We're going to focus on the Tigers to start Mike's been covering LSU for a long time, including the Saban tenure, which included, of course, the Jimbo Fisher tenure. And with the latest out of both College Station and Tuscaloosa over the last week, thought we'd bring Mike on and start with the hottest topic in the SEC. So, Mike, you've seen both sides. You watched them work together uh, you know, 20 years ago, almost now at this point. What was your initial reaction First, when Nick Saban made his comments at a public event um, where he was kind of raising money for funds, and then Jimbo's press conference afterwards. Well, I've seen Saban um, kind of blow the gaskets before, okay? Um, And, you know, it's just something that goes off on him at times. It surprised me uh, that he said it publicly. Not that he would say it privately, but... Well, publicly is another story because, you know, there's a certain code amongst coaches. You deal with your business and I deal with mine, and you don't interfere with what I'm doing. And uh, I haven't seen anything like that. I read about it. Joe Valachi ratted out the mob back in the 60s uh, to Congress. (laughs) And that's what it basically was. You know, Saban going off. You know, on Jimbo, on the fact that Texas A&M had a better setup for name, image, likeness than what he did. He was playing to his crowd. Okay, that, hey, you guys, y'all better wake up. (laughs) Because what's happening there, 
at A&M, uh, we've got to compete against that. So it surprised me uh, that Nick would publicly say it uh, because you rarely hear coaches come out and go after another coach for doing the same thing they're doing, the exact same thing that they're doing. Um, the Pittsburgh coach uh, said it subtly that uh, he was upset with what Lincoln Riley was doing mm-hmm. going after his star receiver. And um, <laughs> uh, But, you know, he didn't really beat the drum about it, as certainly to the extent that what Nick did. Uh, Jimbo's response was was no surprise. Uh, Jimbo's highly emotional, uh, <laughs> and um, he was going to respond right back to it. And he felt Nick gave him the sword. And so this was his plea to other recruits. Nick Saban saying, y'all shouldn't get any money. And for a certain, okay, people heard that. Nick, you know, I'm against it. They're paying, they're, they're paying their recruits. Okay, there is a certain deal going exactly the same way what you're doing at Alabama, but you're criticizing Jimbo. So Jimbo was smart to do this. Now, I think he's taking it way beyond now. But he played to the recruits and their families that, oh, the greatest coach in college football he can make all he can make ten eleven million dollars. He can do all these commercials for Aflac and everybody else, but he doesn't want you to reap any benefits that you're doing out on the field. Hmm. See, I knew that was going to be Jimbo's angle. That now he's pl- he's not playing to the guys today. He's playing to his next group of, of recruits, and he knows who he's in competition with. So, but he's taking it now to a way to another angle. And he did that interview out in San Antonio where he really ramped it up. But you seeing the emotions of both guys. I saw it here at, uh, it, when he both were in Baton Rouge. And they're very much constructed the same way. And that there are times where the emotions of one another get the best of them. And we we saw it, and, and it was a lot of ugliness between the two of them. That did give us a lot to talk about, and oh, now yeah. we got this to talk about all the way up until they, they kick off the first game oh, in, in August. It'll be, it'll be talked about until they meet each other in October. Um, yeah, but I think it'll cool because – the one thing in college football, and Les Miles told me this, and it's one of the few things Les was actually uh, coherent about that I agreed with. Because sometimes you would ask Les a question, and he would start talking to you, and you weren't sure what the hell he was talking about. You know, uh, <laughs> it wasn't what you brought up. He was talking. He wanted to talk on, on, on his particular deal, but he did tell me the you know the, one of the worst things in college football is this really long off season that he says, you know, the season's so short when you consider September, October, November, and maybe you're creeping up into the first couple of days of December and it's over. Mm-hmm. 
so he says, okay. Uh, so if you're in a bowl game, you you got a couple weeks, and then you played a bowl game, whatever. But he says, just just think about comparing that to college basketball, where you start in October and you don't finish until March or April. Uh, compared to college baseball, you know, where you know you starting what in February. And you got March, April, May, and into June. Mm-hmm. And then you, he said, you know, college football is so short. And he did bring up the fact that I think any little thing that goes wrong will be magnified four four times. He, and uh, listen, I'll be honest with you, Lester's right about that. It's it's, uh, it's one of the few things that you know, in, in talking to him about certain things, I, I got where he was coming from. I really got it where he was going at uh, with this deal. So I think once the season kicks off, it, it, it'll somewhat temper down until Alabama plays A&M again, mm-hmm. and then it'll ramp up. But um, well, I was I was surprised Nick made that comment publicly. Yes, correct. Because there is a certain line in the sand for coaches of, I'm going to mind my own business and you mind yours. And and he crossed the line there. Yeah, it's the uh, unwritten getting, rule. It's the unwritten rule. They it's in every locker room. You don't you don't talk about another man's money. You don't talk about another coach's decisions. It's just not what you do. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so I thought it was, I thought that Saban definitely made a mistake. I thought Jimbo did a great job pitching to recruits, like you said. But here's what I thought was interesting. He went very personal with his responses at Saban specifically, right? And so I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I I just thought, thought this was a very interesting comment to make because it was so unnecessarily added, right? He made the comment that when you coach under Bobby Bowden, you learn how to do things right. And when you coach under other people, you learn how to do things wrong. Obviously, he's referencing his time under Saban versus then leaving LSU and going to Florida State. Was there any indicator when you were covering them, or anyone else for that matter, that Jimbo was unhappy with how the things were being done at LSU? Not how Saban was working him necessarily or their relationship, but this whole idea that Saban was doing the wrong thing and Jimbo was adamantly against that? Uh, he never said it. Now, he, he's one of the few assistant coaches uh, that uh, he was open about, hey, listen, you want me on, j- you just give me a call. I- I'll do it. I'll do shows. And Nick did not stop him from doing shows with us on WWL. Jimbo was a regular. 
Uh, he never indicated that at times. Uh, I've had sort of one-on-one with him. He has never said that throughout the years. And we've met numerous times. He has never brought that up. Now, they differed on how to do things. Uh, that part, yes, uh, that he he felt that maybe Nick had pushed the boundaries quite extensively. But I, I never heard him complain about the way Nick handled his business. It was maybe how he handled people. There's a difference, how he handled people and how he handled his business. I never heard it. He did talk glowingly of Bobby Bowden, uh, and that that is something that's always been a part of him. He he's really spoke highly of, of Coach Bowden. Uh, I think if there was any negative, I think he maybe felt that Nick being in that pressure cooker of the SEC and they had, they had paid him a lot of money to leave Michigan State to come to LSU. He had pu- he pushed everybody to the brink. He really did. And and coaches were coming and going pretty quickly. And he stayed. He, he did stay. But some of those coaches stayed with him when he left, and he joined the Dolphins. So I think it was not necessarily – how Nick did things in recruiting and the structure of it or anything else, it was maybe how he treated certain, uh, uh, how he treated everybody. Because the one thing with Nick, he was an equal opportunity uh, ass eater. I mean, to be honest with you, he he was going to jump you uh, no matter what and who you were. And that didn't matter if you were a player or a coach. He was going to jump you, so you you get you got used to it. That that was the way he was going to be. But I never heard Coach Fisher ever say anything negative about how Nick was running LSU. And throughout the years, I've never heard him say anything negative about how Saban was running University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. And we've met numerous times. And and he had ample opportunity to one on one that with me if he'd have wanted to. But he, he never breached that. I think he felt as though Nick kinda stepped on across the line um that he shouldn't have crossed and then it set him off like a firecracker. Yeah. And then he you know, he pulls Dion involved with it. Okay? Not only is he going after him but he's going after Dion and Jackson State. Which makes no sense to me, Mike. And that's and that brings up the second part of this, which we focused a lot on Jimbo's response, and rightfully so, because it was the, you know, flaming, scathing audio, right? That was, you know, Saban's was sixty seconds, Jimbo's was ten minutes. But it, I think the piece that is interesting to me is what motivates someone like Nick Saban in his position in his time period of where he is in his career, to say this. This is almost like throwing the gasoline on the floor right before you light the match and walk out the front door for the last time, right? I think what this is, this was his, I think in his own mind, he thought this out. It just didn't come out of him. 
But something during that day set him off. Now, again, I've been around him. I've done junkets with him and been around him. It don't take much sometimes, okay, uh, to, to get the valves clicking. And I think he was playing to the crowd of, hey, if you guys don't understand what's going on, I'm going to explain it to you. And we need to do a better job with this name, image, likeness, setup. And that that's the crowd he was playing to, uh, to that Alabama crowd. It had nothing to do with anything else. But he crossed the line being personal with Texas A&M, Fisher, Dion, Jackson State. And that is something you rarely ever have seen in college sports at all. Mm -hmm. There's been dislike amongst coaches, and privately they have told you things about other coaches. Uh, But, man, to do it publicly and for Nick to be the one to do it, that was the surprise to me. That's what's so interesting to me. If he's the czar of of college football, I get it. Okay, if if you're running the NCAA, I get it. But you not you the head coach at Alabama. Mm-hmm. That there's a difference there, and uh, I think that's what set off a, two very emotional guys, and because Nick is, and so is Jimbo. You know the coolest one of the bunch was Dion. He he handled it as well as anybody. But he comes from the best position, Mike, and I think it's because. For Dion and Jackson State, everyone hears Nick Saban say something about A&M. And, you know, I guess because of their relationship with Jimbo and the fact that it's two SEC West teams and they're actually competing now on more of a level playing field than ever before. It's still not level, but it's more level than it's ever been for A&M in Alabama. Jackson State's this weird third-party innocent bystander, and everyone's going, who cares about Jackson State football? Why are you talking? You're Alabama. Why is Jackson State and Dion even in your mouth? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, that that was the other part that sort of surprised me too. Now, again, is Nick thinking about, well, man, if things go south in in Tallahassee, I might be having to go up against, now even though there are different conferences, I might have to be going up against Dion mm-hmm. if he becomes the head coach at Florida State in recruiting. So, you know, one thing with Nick, he's pretty calculated about what he's what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. 
Uh, but uh, again, it, it was really a surprise to me. No one nicked the way I have throughout the years, and not that I, I know him very well today, but when he was here, uh, we saw bits and pieces of that very emotional, hot-headed Nick Saban. And he was on a journey uh, to win LSU a national championship. And that, that was his deal, that he was going to win it, uh, you know, one way or another. And, and he got it done. But there were times that you wondered a little bit, you know, how he handled, and you heard it from players, you heard it from assistants, uh, his really pushed to the brink theory uh, that uh, I guess today he still does. Now, again, this is a much younger Nick Saban uh, than what you're talking about today. Yeah. But, man, uh, I, I think what his biggest fear is, because I think if everybody was truthful and you said, okay, name me the team in the SEC you fear the most uh, that could potentially catch Alabama over the next five to seven years, if everything goes right for them, I, I, I bet you every SEC coach would say Texas A&M mm-hmm. because of the money, because of the facilities, the players in the state of Texas, uh, proximity of crossing over and grabbing guys from Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma is real simple. You know, it, it's not a long run for them. And with a talent base like what they have in Texas, I think there's a great fear of that. And and I've been told that by more than one head coach in the SEC, yeah. that if it ever was right, and everything was right, A&M would be a very feared team because of the setup. Yeah. And I think Nick starts to see it now. Not only is it to his east, you know, in Georgia, but it's also now to his west. Here's my question I'll ask you. LSU wins the national championship in 2019, maybe the greatest season ever uh, for a one-year one run. Did you ever hear him really talk? Nope. Anything close that way about no. LSU? Because no. he knew it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, because he knew who the coach was. Yeah, and I think he he knew enough about the setup at LSU mm-hmm. that it wasn't just Coach O. I, I think he knew there were some things bubbling in the background yeah. that w- also was going to help. Uh, that situation also. He didn't react that way about LSU. Not at all. It was like a comet that had passed in the night. Yeah, but he's oh, always been yeah. he's always been at edges with Kirby at Georgia, and now he's clearly at odds with Jimbo Fisher at A&M. We're talking to Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. On the Corona Premier Guest Line, this is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right, let me ask you this then, Mike, to piggyback off of this. Is Saban's demonstrative attitude in part more because he understands that he's got less time and secondly because as you just mentioned the ironic nature of him asking about parody there's never parody in college football but it does seem like there's maybe a few more halves in the conversation in the sec than have recently been is that your thoughts on that yeah, parody is a pipe dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on. Uh, that that's ridiculous. Him talk him talking about parody. 
Okay, this is the same guy in his first press conference uh, at LSU talked about one of the big reasons he took the job at LSU was the fact that LSU was the big dog in the state and that when he was at Michigan State, that wasn't going to be the case. Okay, so he's talking about parity, and he's not, you know, and then he uses it as a, an excuse or a reason, one of the reasons he left Michigan State to come to LSU. So, so he uses it when he needs to. It's, uh, you know, and that, that's just the way it is. Uh, with him, so the parody part, he, he's he's just whistling in the wind. There's always going to be the haves and the have-nots uh, in co- in college sports. That's all. now some of the names may change, and what's interesting is who has really jumped in feet first with the name, image, likeness deals have been teams that have a fervent fan base. They have people with money that back them, and they want to win, and they don't understand why they're not winning now. When you look at Texas A&M, Texas, USC, Tennessee, Nebraska, they all have that same element in place, every one of them where they got money, they got a fervent fan base, they have a situation where they want to win now, (laughs) they got a certain alumni part that don't understand why they're not playing for a national championship every year. And so their setup for name, image, likeness was ahead of a lot of other people. And and Nick doesn't like the fact that now money and alumni get involved are now heavily involved with some of those other programs. Mm-hmm. He sees it just like I see it, and everybody else sees it who covers college football. That you know it has sort of stoked that base. Now, can those schools piece it together, and will it be sustainable? That will, That's the other part. The thing that's made Nick unbelievable is he's been sustainable throughout all that time yeah. where he's cursed and stomped his feet and screamed about every little change in college football since he took over at Alabama. Yeah, no, it's it's the longevity of success is interesting, but I think, like you said, he becomes more demonstrative as he sees that window getting smaller and smaller. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, on the Corona Premier Guest Line. As always, Mike, incredible stuff. We appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. We'll see Mike next week, Tuesday at 830. It's always a good time with Mike Dettelier on the Corona Premier Guest Line. I mean, mm, the drama. It goes back decades. Jimbo and Saban. What's next? Who Who's going to say the next dumb thing? Gosh, I love this sport. Hour three coming up next. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.